shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree there's a light in the window just salty gals inside i'm not sure if they're witches but you know that's implied got the storytelling ego swelling pillow talking moonlight walking sea hags welcome to the sea hags podcast i'm chris jeppa i'm katie norgren we have more energy ha Energy legs. No, wait, that's a thing. <laughs> I'm going to kick you in the face with my energy legs. We're back in the shack. Oh, it feels so good God. to be home. I mean, your house is really nice, but it's like echoey. There was construction noise. It's bullshit. So now we like, just have Ed check, check, check in in the basement. Yeah, we're getting set up for New Year's party. We're putting the PA together. It's going to be Katie's first rehearsal. Yeah. Katie's first rehearsal. Not ever. But yeah, no, it's the set. first time I've ever sung a song. <laughs> a song. I think and now what she's going to perform in public after. Yeah, and I'm going to be great. And everybody's going to be like, wow, you've been hiding your light under a bushel. <laughs> that felt very Maria Bamford to me. Okay, anytime I speak with a voice, people are like, it's Maria oh, Bamford. Okay. I was like, she's not the only person who's ever done a voice ever. But perhaps the inflection does come through because she's an influence. Indeed. And I did watch the last couple of episodes of her second season of Lady Dynamite. So good. I don't know if I liked it, but I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I probably will not rewatch this. It's too outlandish. Yeah. It's just too wackadoo crazy. It's a bit surreal, but that's yeah. the point. And I like, you know, I don't do quite enough drugs to really ca- catch up, but... <laughs> I'm going to go see her in March. Uh, I know. I don't want to rub it in, but I just did, yeah. I just did all my comedy shopping and I've got so many tickets. And you're think. so, cho- so bo- words, broke now? I tried to say poor and broke at the same yeah, time. Yeah, well, I paid, I paid off a bunch of space on my credit card and now it's full up again with just comedy with tickets, things. yeah. Because I got, like, the three-show pass. Nice. Plus a couple extra. Oh, my God. Um, the, for the comedy festival in March. Local local comedian who I've, I've still never met, uh, which is weird, because he just is very selective about the shows he does, because I guess he's been sort of at the upper amateur level for a really long time and is happy with that. Uh, Shane Clark said he spent $600 on comedy tickets. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, that's... Are you, like, calculating to see if you've spent the same? No, I think it's about 200 though. <laughs> well, yeah, 600 is a lot. That's, like, most of the shows, I would think. Yeah, how do you... I realize when I look back through my selections, I'm like, it's all white people. Whoops. I need to do something better. Yeah. And I'm... there's a lot of really great comics of color that are coming to the festival. So I need to... going to be there. She's I fantastic. I know. I need to diversify my shit. But I was just like, I'll just pick all my faves. Yeah. And... There's so many good ones, though. I really would love to see... Um... Oh, well, I mean, obviously I'd love to see Maria Bamford, yeah. but she's the classic. Uh, who else? There was um, not Liz Trigger, uh, Eliza Skinner, maybe? Beth Stelling. Beth Stelling is definitely on there, and I love her. Yeah, but there's just, that. like, a bunch of these, like, early 30s comedian mm-hmm. women who I love very yes. much, who all, you know, because they have the same worldview I do, mostly. <laughs> uh, I'd love to go see them, but as we've established, I will be in England because I can't read a fucking calendar. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I'm like, 2017, that's this year. I was looking at this year's schedule, not next year's schedule, and poorly booked a flight. You know what? That's okay. For the whole time the festival's going. Not just yeah. overlapping. Like, I leave the second day of the festival. <sighs> the first day is my birthday. You could go to Best Selling with me. I could go to Best Selling if it's on the first. I yep. suppose I could. Yeah. Are they general admission? No. Then <laughs> So I can't oh, really yeah. go with you. Yes, it is. It's the Biltmore. Who am I? Mm. What am I fucking talking well, about? Well, maybe maybe we'll go see Best Selling on my birthday then, yeah. and I'll get on a plane the next day yeah, well, we'll and see. go to England. 
And learn what snogging means. Just kidding. You're going to learn about boots and lifts and... Isn't that a Tragically Hip song? Lorries? Yeah, lorries. Boots, lifts, and lorries! Pip, pip, cheerio! You're going to run into Hugh Laurie. Oh, I'm going to run into Hugh Laurie. going to call him Jeeves. Where's Bertie, Jeeves? Where's Mr. Wooster? And then he just, like, hits you. Yeah, in the, in the face. Head. With an umbrella. With an umbrella. For some reason. And then Stephen Fry comes along and steps on my head. <laughs> he would. He jumps out of his, his black taxi for what he has for some reason. Yeah, I can see that. No, he legitimately owns a black oh. cab. <laughs> okay, well, sure. Sure, why not? That's just a thing he would do. Mm-hmm. Fucking Stephen Fry. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Just kidding, he seems fine. Yeah, yeah you don't trust him a lot because you can't throw him very far, even though you're very strong. I can't, I can't throw a man very far, which is <laughs> sensible because I can't throw them very far, so I don't trust them. <laughs> Tiny women, trust them much more. Yay! <laughs> I'm just going to shot put you after this. That would actually be a very funny drawing. Like, Wee! <laughs> just poo. I don't know why the sound effect was poo, but it is. Poot. Poot. <laughs> Part of your propulsion is toot related. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, just fart in your hand as you throw me. Oh, delicious. Well, that you did be... have a taco fino lunch today, so. Yeah, it didn't have, like, beans in it or anything. It was just some fried fish, a little fish taco. Oh, so they're fish toots, then. Yeah. <laughs> Extra special. Extra spicy. Oh, gross. We're being very silly. I found, I found year old, or rather Ed found year old marijuana in the basement, uh, left over from last New Year's party. And I'm pretty sure there were mine joints. So I went and smoked one and it was bad. (laughs) It didn't work very good. fucking stank up the whole vestibule in my house. I stank up the vestibule. And you never, you can never, do you know how much it costs to get your vestibule clean in the city? (laughs) A fortune. Well, I mean, we rent the vestibule out as a studio apartment for like a thousand dollars. There's a huge hole in the window. (laughs) We probably still could. (laughs) Someone just lives in the boot room. (laughs) Boot room. Oh, so do you live in like a basement suite or like an attic or nope, not quite. Uh, I lived in a big mansion in Point Grey with like a bunch of other people. It was like falling down. Mm-hmm. And uh, it definitely was a grow up in the past. The windows were all painted over black and nailed shut in the basement and oh my stuff. God. But uh, there was two basement rooms with like a closet secret passage that connected them, which is very cool. Oh my god! And then there was two rooms on the uh, on the first floor, and then two upstairs. And one of then our other roommate just lived in like the little whatever it was, like a tiny solarium. Like it was extremely narrow, like as wide as this table that we're sitting at. Oh dear. And long. Okay. With windows all over. And he lived in that for a hundred bucks a month. Holy shit, that's not very much. No. What year was this? This was two thousand and three, maybe. Good God. I paid, yeah, two hundred and fifty or something for like a big nice room with like a roof deck. Can you imagine now? Uh, so that's mad sound. about it. <laughs> Good lord. Like, so anyway, there was a time. So he, he, like, rigged up the whole thing, though, with, like, a big set of curtain pulleys so that he could actually shut the light out of, like, this extremely windowy room and made, like, a loft bed. Wow. And, like, made it pretty, like, a cute little cozy... For like, $100 a month, I'd live in that. Yeah. Like, whatever. I don't mind it being cold. Like... I can have blankets. Yeah, that whole house was so freezing. I had to, like, uh, plastic up the windows every time. Was that the one? Oh, that's the... That is... <laughs> the PA. I was yeah. like, what was that? It shook the whole house. It was the Feedback. Halifax explosion. No! We just... Sad. The 100-year 100 year anniversary just happened this this week. It's sad. Yeah. I, it happened a while ago, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I still feel bad about just it. Just echoes from the past coming from the basement. Yeah. No, it's just feedback on the PA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Okay, so yeah, some drums. Uh, now begins December, which means that all of our podcasts have a great soundtrack in the background of like people's rehearsals. The shack is a busy place, and much happens here. People come through these doors, these walls. They come through the walls, which is very confusing. Those are the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I really am happy that my house does not have ghosts. It feels very good yeah. and very like cozy. Not only that. <laughs> are you gonna murder me? <laughs> I would have a lot of not unfinished soon. business. Not soon. Not soon. Our, 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 like, That's not a good answer, is our it? Our codependent friendship is eventually going to turn into a murder-suicide. Yeah. What, what, what other choice do we have, honestly? <laughs> I was like, are you going to kill me? Not like now. <laughs> like when you ask me to later in life, I Aww. want you to know that I love you enough to kill you. Oh, I might do. That would be nice. It's good well, to you know, know my parents have are. already told me that I have to kill them, so I have a lot of um, murder obligations. Yeah, good. Got to get some of that real good heroin and just conk them out. That seems like the nicest way to go. Yeah. Oh, that's actually a lot better than the plan that I had, which was just push them off a cliff. Sure, I'll oh, push them off a cliff. Pillow on the face? No, just pillow. that's too so... hard. Yeah, I don't just know. suffocate people. Just, through. just let them get like soups high. We'll be good. Just, yeah, getting that good Kush heroin. <laughs> it's bad. That is. Bad. We're going down a bad road with this. Yeah. Dark, dark thoughts. I'm feeling lots better though. Are you? <laughs> yeah. We were, we were both having very melancholy weeks. Yes, I finally got to like sleep a little bit, and I asked for help. Ooh. I was doing a lot of things just all by myself and feeling very stressed out about it, and then I was like, "Wait a second! I have a team of professionals." Things. Yes, this is yeah, not this is in a professional context, not a personal context. My personal life's pretty good actually, but uh, in professional life, I was just like, "Wait, I have other coworkers that can do some stuff. I don't need to do all of this." And so then I asked. And they were like, oh, yeah, of course, that's perfectly reasonable for you to take some time off and whatever. You've been working like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, cool. That's something I really admire about you is that you can give up a project and let somebody else actually do it mm-hmm. and, like, take responsibility for things and you don't micromanage them. Well, if you let someone else do it and they screw up, that's their fault. So it's not like it's my yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, like, people who have sort of, like, um, a pathologically overdeveloped sense of responsibility as a means to hyper control their life i'm yeah. not pointing any fingers at anybody uh, just you then i'm also pointing fingers at you <laughs> we are pointing six fingers between the two of why us did, at me why are you pointing like crab pictures at your nipples <laughs> okay because i want to pinch them because <laughs> i'm trying to point at myself with as many fingers as possible because i am called out okay 20 fingers 16 fingers and four thumbs are pointed at me right now wow pedantic much oh my god <laughs> Yes, pedantic much. I am yes. much pedantic. But yeah, it's uh, there is like a thing where it's like, hey, you know, like I don't want, I want like the ship to stay afloat mm-hmm. at work or whatever. Right. Um, I, I can speak about this in a more general term, like in other jobs that I've had and stuff like that, where it's like you do maybe overstep or cover the butts of other people because it's like you want that the whole project to go well, of course, or even in school group projects and stuff because you want to get a good mark or like you want to keep your Naturally. shop running or like who knows. But that goes. But. It's been a lot healthier for me to just be like, yep, yeah, like, I'm doing my part, you're doing your part. If you don't do your part correctly, like, maybe we won't get as good results, but, like, that's on you. So you better do your part well, because no one's going to come and rescue you, so you better do it. Okay. Take or swim. And then if they don't, then they should probably be reassigned to something else. <laughs> You know, oh, find yeah. someone that's that will do the job. Good God, staffing is really hard. It's so hard. I 
had dreams of like, oh yeah, I totally would manage and do this and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, I don't know. Can you imagine having to like actually sit down with someone and like talk about their behavior? I mean, yes, I would love to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I would actually love to do that. (laughs) We need to discuss your behavior. Yeah. If I had the authority to actually do that, that would be pretty cool. So maybe I do still like it. (laughs) But like a middle management type person where it's like, I'm just there to delegate, make sure that projects get done. And then, yeah, deal with, like, interpersonal staffing conflicts and stuff. It's sort of like a counselor-type role, but, like, you're the manager. Yeah. You could do do that in, like, any kind of bureaucracy, basically. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't actually have to do any work. I just have to make sure that you guys do work. It's very appealing to me. Yeah. That's... (laughs) You, 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 you. You do this, that, this, and the other thing. Great job. Taking a lunch. Bye. I mean, basically, yeah, like, let's do that. <laughs> Pretty much. Other managers are going to email us and be like, that's not my job. That's <laughs> not how it works. Yeah, people shit. email us a ton and they're always saying things to us. Always just getting email after email. After I haven't email. checked our public inbox for a very long oh, time. Oh, we have nothing. There's nothing in the CX mailbag. <laughs> just a moth that flies out. <laughs> no, just people being like, can I make stickers for you or something like that? They're just like, you're a podcast. I want to promote your podcast for money. I was like, well, we don't have any of that. So good luck. (laughs) We don't want to promote this and people will listen to it. Then people will hear it and then we are responsible for what we say as opposed to this being the darkest secret in the world that only the fewest and most privileged will ever hear. Yes. Apparently more people listen to this than we think, but I, um, I had... A bit of a, I don't want to call it a professional breakthrough, but just a very positive day at work today. Nice. uh, Which I can't really say I've had for a while. I've, for a really long time, I think I've just been kind of stick to this job since it became a permanent job, just because that's very secure Mm -hmm. and and all that stuff. But it hasn't been very fun or intriguing or challenging. I love a professional safety blanket, though. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. the the whole, like, being just sort of bored and exhausted at the same time is not great, uh, because just, you know, you're being dealt a... A very slow death by a million things that are sort of beneath your abilities, mm. uh, which I found really frustrating, but also, like, I was also feeling resentful when people would ask me for something that was more difficult or involved. <laughs> so, you know, you get into these, I know like, that feeling. deep that is, trenches. That is burnout. That's classic. It's total burnout. But um, there's been some restructuring, as there always is in academia, you know, the chair positions and and man- well management positions staff positions stay the same but faculty things tend to rotate quite mm-hmm. a bit so we have a new chair who is just someone who knows how to run an organization really well nice. not just is a good academic right see again that's like a lot of people will get into a management level because they're good at the job, but they're not necessarily good at managing people. Yeah, that's what Tessa fears, because she is so good at what she does that she is definitely supposed to be making more money than she is, which is still a good amount of money. But she should be in a position that's higher than it is, but because she doesn't want to manage human people, that's not an option, right? Like, it's just growth is very difficult. The higher echelons of technical positions are only available to a a small number of people, and there is an expectation almost that they'll manage too. Mm -hmm. Those are such discrete skills. They're so different. They're so different. I had dreams, like, when I was doing my public health degree around, like, management stuff, just, like, yeah, like, call me in as, like, a consultant, like, to teach you how to manage people, because, like, I'm good at that emotional intelligence stuff. Yeah, big time. But I just, I also hate being a consultant because yeah. hustling is hard. So but I guess what happened today though is I had a oh, meeting. Sorry, yeah, I had, no, 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 it's all good. You. <laughs> it's fine. You can talk about you too. This is kind of what our podcast is about: is self indulgence, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I had a meeting with the chair, who, like I said, I've, I've really enjoyed the minimal amount we've worked together so far. I've always really liked him as a person. Thought he was super nice. He's very respectful, um, and a funny person too. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's quite 
quite convivial, convivial uh, without being ridiculous or anything. So nice. I just really... I don't know why I said it like that, but it's just, he's just a very nice person and I'm trying to wrap my head around working with him and it's, it's a, it's a good growth going forward. And, uh, that's very cool. Yeah. And he brought in a consultant from a different department who's a staff member and also a graduate student. So she was almost offering herself as a volunteer to help us overhaul our website, uh, and sort of our internet presence. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we were like, no, we will pay you. Like this is, we'll pay you for this. This is paid work. It is paid. Uh, that's very sweet. Women who are good at things, generally speaking, will try to do them for free (laughs) at first. And sometimes you have to force them to take money. It's like, please, don't sell yourself short. Anyway, she came in with all of these amazing ideas, these super, like, well-explained... Like, English was not her first language, but her ability to explain massive concepts very simply was incredible. She, like, explained big data to us. We're like, what does that mean? She's like, oh, it means nothing on its own. Like, it's a very abstract term. It only makes sense in context. And here's how it works in this context. Here's how it works in this context. And here's how it works in this context. There are... 70 billion others, but those are the ones that matter to you in this position, and this is why. Wow. And it was just That's like, a skill. Yeah, I was That's like, so holy good. shit. It was so concise. I was like, that is the exact amount of knowledge that my boss requires that will not overwhelm her, but it does illuminate what the issue is. God, that's such a skill! I love it! So this was just, like, competence, competence, competence on all fronts, and that feels rare in anything Mm -hmm. these days. So, to to sit there for this meeting and be like, oh, okay, so this is what you want to do, and for me to be able to go, I think I know how to achieve that based on the things I already know, but I could use a little help with X, Y, Z. And that was like, oh yeah, here's how I can provide that for you. Wow. And so I had this like big chart of notes. I was like, here's what I'm doing today. Here are the things that we're doing. Our deadline for this is end of February, like just before I go away on holidays. So we're going to try to deploy by then. I get to get past guest Aaron to help me out with, with hosting our temporary site and all this stuff. So it's just like, I've got connections in IT. I have this, I can do this. And so they're like wanting to turn me more into a media person, like somebody who does multimedia, somebody who does design, oh. web, web design, um, Shit. someone who writes more PR copy, that kind of stuff. Like they want me to, if, if um, my role as an advisor changes, they're now creating space for me to do something that's almost more marketable, honestly. Yeah. Which is a nice thing. So I'm learning how to use like our content management system and... Doing like comm shit is fun. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but I am pretty good at it. You're so. good. You're very good at writing copies for yeah, things. Like, yeah, very, very good. I'm very good at, at yeah, not being too sensitive about editing down things, like uh-huh. like slicing things out and just making sure that the nucleus is there. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm excited about that and realizing, you know, I had some good ideas, too, because we were talking about needing to do social media, and uh, the consultant that was there, she's like, "That's a, it's basically a full-time job doing social media. Like, even at a low level, like, yep. the amount of cognitive awareness you have to have to constantly do that is really hard and you know we have a we have a couple of different uh, there's me and another part-timer and a full-timer but there's lots of you know people take vacation whatever so what I proposed was just we should have a independent role email account we all have access to and if people want to promote things on social media they just chuck it in there and then any of us who's available on a given day can check and actually do that stuff and then just simply through read and unread emails like there is workflow tracking yeah so that was a nice that was just like a simple like totally free basically solution I had to this and they're like that's really smart we'll totally do that nice they immediately implemented my ideas The, the accounts have been created they're ready to go. <laughs> they got me setting up our, our YouTube, our Gmail, our Vimeo, like all that stuff. It's just like, fuck, I feel so useful. That's great. Yeah, I was given a bunch of tasks that were relatively easy to do, but other people didn't really know how to do them or have time, so I did it. 
I felt professionally accomplished today for the first time in a very long time. That is awesome. Yeah. So I, I feel less like, I got to get out of my job and find something more challenging. Now I'm more interested in like, well, how can I make the job um, something that teaches me more about how to do things? Mm-hmm. Like, how can you... I utilize this and get, you know, my professional development funds and yes. courses and things like that? Yeah, you could learn so much and then you could, you know, freelance do Hell yeah. comp stuff too. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, I could, I could like fucking put together web pages for dumb comics I know or something. <laughs> Only the dumb ones though. Yeah. <laughs> don't contact me if you're smart. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> So yeah, so that was my good day today. I'm very happy for you. Thank That's you. Very nice. Yeah. 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 Dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, was told that I'm good at calm stuff. I've never really thought of it before, but I just like I was able to condense like, you know, speaking notes for a speech and like turn it into just like no, here's just the one page outline, and that'll be easier for this person to like fill in the gaps and yeah. vamp a little bit, and they're just like, oh, this is great. Like instead of providing like ten pages for a five minute speech, which I'm like, that doesn't actually track. It's like one page per minute. Yeah, like, that's guys, twice and, as long as it needs to be. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, but we have to get all this information in into it. I'm like, no, you don't. You could take this whole paragraph and make it one sentence, and they're like, oh, you're very good. We're hiring in communications and public relations. Amazing. I'm just like. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, at least not right now. But, like, turns out I'm pretty good at it. And, like, a lot of it is, again, it's emotional intelligence. You have to listen to the person that you're writing for, mm-hmm. learn how they speak, and then write like they speak. Like, you just mm-hmm. have to absorb. And I that was all I did in university and undergrad was listen to how my... Pro- and write to the professor's way of speaking. Write to the professor's way of speaking. Totally. Which, you know... Worked really well. It worked really well. Everybody loves to see themselves parroted back. Like, and they don't necessarily realize it, which is the funnest trick. Well, yeah, because they don't see your other writing, right? Mm-hmm. So, which... Yeah, that's, uh, that's something that I think I did without even being aware of it, yes. right? I don't think it's manipulative. It's just yeah. social dynamics, really, more than anything else. But, I yeah... Mean, I, was, I set out to be kind of manipulative, but... That's because you're a Capricorn Slytherin, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. But yeah, that's something that uh, you and I, it's something that I have only recently developed as a skill is the ability to actually say the important thing instead of all of the things that could Mm. possibly be needed just so that nothing is ever misinterpreted ever. Yeah, the amount of effort I have expended over explaining things in order for people to understand what I'm saying and not make any misinterpretations. Uh, but then, first of all, it's never yielded that. It yeah. has never actually yielded a lack of misinterpretations. It's always going to be that way. The less information I provide, the more likely what I'm trying to express is going to be actually absorbed. Yeah, because people fucking tune out, I've noticed. Yeah. When you over-explain things, it's like people just completely shut their brain down. They're like, yeah. oh, and then they miss your whole point. Yeah. And they're just like, well, that was an annoying exchange. What was I supposed to do? I'll no. just do what I want. So much of this time is just gone now. Yeah, yeah. so I'm really... I love... Clarity. And that's a skill that I'm trying to learn. Um, I can do it in writing, but to do it in speaking... is hard. ...is very hard. So trying to synthesize, like, information of, like, a very complex thing and be like, how can I tell this to, the like, the person that I'm supposed to tell it to in mm-hmm. five minutes or less? Yeah. Without them having a ton of follow-up questions, which, you know, that happens too. But, mm-hmm. like, you want to just try to, like, translate it really quickly. So, I don't know. I've been doing an okay job. I'm trying to work at that. Yeah. Yeah. We're all like get well, I mean, you more than most get thrown mm-hmm. into the deep end and Yeah. You just swim, bitch. But again <laughs> I'm a I'm a good fucking swimmer, like that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be stout. Sometimes you can just float. <laughs> Except for that just... time I almost died in a waterfall, which okay, is kind I... of what this new job feels like yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, an undertow is is a yeah. you can't predict those. Yeah. 
But, you know, like, I made a big strategic plan. And I always used to think that that was, like, weird jargon, but then I was like, no, I literally took a calendar, wrote down everything that we have to do. Did I see that calendar? I think I did. Yeah, it, I it was like, you. whoa! It's yeah. the full year, it's got all the little flags that are color-coded, and with all the prep time included, too, because, like, you have Ooh, that's to... sexy. You have to get shit done in uh, September if you want to get it out by December. You just yeah. have to. So then I looked at the calendar, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, we don't need to add more things. We have enough things. We have and enough that, things. And that actually makes it feel way more manageable. Yeah. Because a lot of the times it's like, man, we need to do more. We need to do more. We're not doing enough. And it's like, look, you can see. Fuck. Okay, that's how that feels personal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just, like, I really like seeing it and visualizing it, basically. Like, you can see. And then I try to, color coding is cool because then you can visually see, like, a color balance. Like, wow, we're focusing way more on that subject area and not at all on the subject area. Mm-hmm. And I had one color coding that was, like, personal time There wasn't any of that on there, so I'm just like, okay, that's a goal. We need to get more personal time into this calendar. So Visual expressions of data. I thought you were going to sing it like Strange Animal. Visual expressions of Of data. data. That's what I know. I've just had that song stuck in my head uh, all day because you're singing Strange Animal in New Year's spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And you get to go see Gowan. You get to go possibly meet fucking Gowan completely uh, out of, like, random, sweet, wonderful past guest and drummer on my set, Allison, sent me, or tagged me in a the Rio's post today that um, on Tuesday, December 19th, they are, are showing two werewolf cop movies. Yeah, Wolf Cop. It's wolf great. Cop my and Wolf Cop 2. My roommate's daughter is in those movies. Fantastic. Yes. So Wolf Cop and Wolf Cop 2. It's called Another Wolf Cop. Another Wolf me. Cop. <laughs> wolf Cop 2. Electric Book <laughs> I love that. Like, it's such a bad cheesy B movie that got made by Kickstarter, like, backers, basically. And the. G- Officer Lou Guru. <laughs> Which is so good. I, I love, love that as a werewolf thing. It's so good. But he literally, like, he beefs up his, like, squad car to make it more werewolfy by, like, scraping racing stripes into it with his claws. And he says, I'm a cop. And a wolf. <laughs> and then speeds off. <laughs> it's so... Okay, I can't wait. I do not know how they got Lawrence fucking Gowan to host this. Yes. And I don't know how much of a presence he is going to be at the thing. I am going 95% for Gowan. <laughs> and I know two Gowan songs. <laughs> I know Strange Animal and Moonlight Desires, both of which could be the theme songs for Wolf Cop. Uh, and another I Wolf wonder Cop. if they use his music in the movies and they licensed I it. I hope so. Because it's a Canadian film franchise. I cannot Made wait in Saskatchewan. Oh so I bet they fucking, I don't remember, but I'm not as aware of Gowan as <laughs> na- I now am, thanks to you. You're now am uh, Gowan so aware. So <laughs> if, I, if I got, if I like watch those movies again, I bet there's a Gowan song in each one. I bet, I bet the werewolf fucking does a dance to Strange Animal. Like, I bet that that's just true. And he has Moonlight Desires. Yeah. So I bet that's why Gowan's doing it. I bet both of the songs are fucking in the movie. It's just so funny because, like, why, like, I have been so obsessed with Gowan this month. Like, I've brought it up a lot in conversation. Uh, (laughs) I've been like, wow, I just Googled Gowan and he's looking pretty fucking tight right now. Like, in the 90s, he didn't look good. And then he, like, I don't know, probably went vegan or something like everybody (laughs) seems to do when they turn 60 these days. And now he's like this skinny... That's my plan. I'm going to totally go vegan when I'm like my, my 50s or 60s. And then just look exactly like your mom, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So Gowan is normally in like a utila kilt and like a Yee. mesh shirt from Hot Topic with Yikes. like a dyed stripe in his hair. He looks awesome. 
I'm not kidding. You look so good. I can't. I hope. I so my plan. Um, what happened was this. I got tagged into this. Allison tagged me, and I was like, "This is hilarious." And I sent it to my writing partner because we were talking about Gowan on Wednesday night. And I was like, oh my god, look at this, Gowan and B-movies at the Rio. He's like, are you gonna go? I was like, I can't, I'm pretty broke, like, I can't afford $25 for a movie ticket. And he was like, mm, that's really too bad, because we are going. I just got us tickets. <laughs> Which I love so much. What I was like, that's, so yeah, Jordan's a sweetheart. Um, so I'm really, really excited to go to that. And uh, but, but he's like, so what we have to do is get you a prop femur. <laughs> And get. I mean, you need that for New Year's anyway. And get Gowan to sign it. Oh that, God. like, Katie, no, you're the strangest animal. Or something like that. <laughs> Love Lawrence Gowan. Oh, my God. And then I could play with it at New Year's and just make it the best thing ever. Yes. So if that happens, then I think I think I will have to believe that Mercury Retrograde's not actually real. Oh, it's fucking real. <laughs> it's so real. <laughs> I love there's, like, a post where it's, like... Like, it's Mercury fucking retrograde, so you can tell which of your, like, Facebook contacts believe in bullshit or whatever, like, but it's like, I don't know, I've had some major communication breakdowns in the last little while. Oh yeah, so many mechanical failures, communication breakdowns, injuries. Yeah, I can't believe how fucking awful the beginning of my week was. It was so bad, and it was all just communication stuff, because on Friday, last Friday, when uh, it was a full moon and Mercury retrograde was starting... I just was so exhausted that I just checked out, shut off my brain, and didn't do anything for the whole weekend. Turns out I missed a bunch of very important stuff that would have made my life a lot easier come Monday. And so I had to play catch-up for, like, Monday and Tuesday, and just just everyone was mad at me, and it was very awful. I hated it so much. (laughs) I don't like it when people are mad at me. (laughs) No, it feels really bad when people are mad at you. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, yeah, no, that was my literal actual fuck-up that caused all of this cascade of problems. Like, don't just blame yourself. Like, other people, I'm like... But because I didn't, like, yeah, you're right. It, it just, is your fault. But like, it fucking <laughs> sucks that you have to stay aware of these things over the weekends, that you have to just be on call all the time. It stinks. No, I could have done it on Friday when I finished my work day and I just didn't. Oh, but yeah. Whatever. When the body says no. Yeah. And so, yeah, who said that? It's like someone. Gabor Mate. Not that, but there, I had a similar conversation where it's like, you know, when you just like fall asleep at seven o'clock and sleep all night and you just had to? No, it's never happened to me. Okay, well. It's not because I don't want to. And it's never happened to me either, but like sometimes, you know, you just, you just shut down. So I just, my brain literally shut down. And I just forgot everything that I had to do mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, I don't have to do anything burnout. this weekend. Total burnout. So, but I feel a little re-energized. And I do get a couple extra days. And so then I, I learned a lot of very important lessons from that fuck up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, this thing that we normally do on Friday, can we do it on Thursday so that I have an extra buffer day mm, to get idea. stuff done? Because like I was getting stuff sent to me at like 4 o'clock on Friday and I'd already left. And yeah. it was just like, yeah, you know. That sucks. So I kind of have to work with the rest of my team to be like, hey, so group project, if I'm sort of the project leader, you need to get all this stuff to me by like... Friday morning or like Thursday afternoon. So let's have our team check in on like Thursday morning instead. Right. Instead of Friday morning where we're scrambling to play catch up. And everyone in my team was just like, oh yeah, that's a fucking awesome idea. Yeah. We always feel like it's way too rushed. Good suggestion. I'm just like, it's so simple, but you don't think about it until something goes kind of catastrophically wrong. Yeah. And I'm saying this, like I'm, Nobody died. It was not anything bad. It, it doesn't just matter, felt, but when people are mad it just at you felt stressful and you're so and tired, yeah. it just feels bad. Yeah. You're just like, can this please not be? Yeah. So then I'm like, how can I make this be not better? Me. 
And so then this week, I feel like I rocked it. We'll see what happens You're come fucking, next week. But a fucking star. I just, I like to plan ahead better than it has been. And I'm working with folks that are used to doing things like, okay, get it to me by end of day. And then they don't really think to the next day. Mm. And so I have to literally tell them, like, you need to get this to me by Thursday at noon mm-hmm. or else... I'm going to be away from my printer. I'm going to be away from everything. So I can't do anything with it if you send it to me later than that. Sorry. So if you want me to use it, you have to give it to me by this time. And they're just like, oh, I understand how things work. Because they're just used to being at their desks until 4 o'clock on Friday. And you just get stuff to someone by end of day. And that's just how and it then works. And you're done. Yeah. But unfortunately, I have a very mobile job where I have to run off and do this and that and the other. And so... Anyway, it ain't easy. I haven't talked about my work this much ever on the podcast, and I'm now feeling uncomfortable, but it's okay. No, you didn't say anything too. Yeah. Revealing. Yeah. It was all very vague. Yeah. But it's that these could be generalized to any fucking teamwork. Just working with other people and yeah. trying to make things happen that feel very important. Yeah, and it's like I really really love having a big team that supports a lot of different things. Yeah. And everyone has their own specialty and their own piece, but, like, yeah, bringing them all together to do a one thing is, yeah, it's a challenge, but it's cool. It's just herding cats, man. Yeah. It really can be. Yeah, I just, uh, there's definitely stuff that I still, work is weird. I I really need to reevaluate my life. Um, (laughs) That sounds much more dramatic than I want it to, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I've been having a lot of, okay, this is... (laughs) Come along on a journey with me, listeners, because this is going to get really unbearable. I am trying to let the Mercury retrograde teach me lessons. Oh my god. <laughs> so I like, believe in Mercury retrograde, and I even I hate that, but it's true. Yeah, but I, so I'm like, I'm, I'm leaning into communication difficulties, and every mm. time I'm uncomfortable having a conversation, I push into it just a little bit. Good for you. Where I'm just like... That's just a I life lesson. Where I'm just like... I don't really like what you just said. Like, I'm not taking it personally. I just don't want to feel about you like you're the person who thinks that thing that you just said. So can we, like, talk about that? Yes. And that's been resulting in things that are like, oh, I, you know what? I don't think I really mean that. Here is what I think I actually mean. And I think I'm being glib. And so I'm sorry. Like, that's not really how I feel. Um, but sometimes when I'm being cynical, that's how it comes out. Nice. You know, so these are the conversations I've been having with people lately. Oh, where, so good. Yeah, where, where I've just, like, asserted myself a little bit more. Good for you. Just a tiny bit more, and I've started asking for things a little tiny bit more. Hey, it's super if you need, hard. if you need to have Mercury Retrograde to do that, those are skills that I've been wanting you to develop for a long time. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just, and I'm trying to be open with people and say, like, look, I'm trying to be a bit more of a forceful communicator so that, like, my own stuff's getting... Met. brought up yeah. um but the thing is like i'm so out of touch with what i want i don't know what i want so i'm a, I, uh, my first step is just get better at communicating mm-hmm. and then start trying to figure yeah, out what i want yeah and if you if you feel a feeling that's like uh this feels bad like addressing it in the moment is yes. so much and more that's, that is helpful ex- that is so well said and it was what i was trying to say and didn't say correctly which was just that I felt bad, and I didn't do things to escape feeling bad. I just talked about feeling bad and just kind of sat with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was about five minutes just on Wednesday night where I just, like, went silent with just feeling kind of awful. And then it passed, and I didn't have to do anything. I just sort of chilled, and then it was just kind of like, oh, I feel less bad now. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And then I slept, and I woke up the next day, and I got my hair cut, and I went and worked out, and I took a long nap, and then I was a human person again. Yeah. So great. That's, yeah. It's just doing, trying to do good things. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's the work of life, isn't it? Is just to be able to sit uncomfortably with your feelings. Like Ugh. that's what we're always trying to do. Ugh. I am not very good at it either. That's bad. I want to 
resolve it as fast as possible. Escape. So I can sometimes, mm-hmm. my escapism can be confrontation, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. I could just sit with it and then see let if it, it's important. See enough if it's to... important enough to bring it up because I often jump to bringing it up right away. And That's then people, very. And then people are like, "That's very insightful." Yeah. Then people are just like, "Why did you even call me out on this? It feels really criticizing." I'm just like, "But I needed to address it in the moment." It's like, or you could have just said nothing. See if the feeling passed. If it still lingered, I could have brought it up. Yeah, it looks like we're both learning a little bit on both mm. sides of this issue. Yes, exactly. Like it's just it's very subtle the difference between the two and yeah. sort of figuring. And both of them are just sit with it. But it's it's hard because if. I still felt bad about it, like, in a couple days. The other person might have forgotten about it. Yeah. And so I do like to address things in the moment. So I'm trying to figure out which things are the Mm -hmm. things. So there's certain communication styles that if someone says something to me in a certain way, I can call it right away. I'm like, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. The way that you just said that. The way you said it, not what you said. Yeah, the way that you just said that right there, like, really, it just felt like a stab in the gut. Like, it felt really bad. Yeah. So can we figure out a better way to whatever? And usually they're just like, oh, I didn't mean to. Or, like... Mm -hmm. You know, like, you literally came and, like, took something out of my hand that I was trying to do because you could do it better, like, and then I just said, like, hey, please don't do that. That makes me feel bad. And they were like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize I was doing that. So then they changed it. Or I had a very uncomfortable conversation that was like, the way you said that sucks and it's been bothering me for a while. Mm -hmm. So here's a concrete example of what you just did. Do you, like, do you understand what I'm Mm -hmm. talking about? And he was just like, oh, I definitely understand. Okay, I see okay, I'm really sorry. I did not mean to. I don't want to make you feel shitty. I was just like, hey, we have to work together and stop making me feel shitty. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... I, or I didn't even say stop making me. I just said, like, I don't want to feel shitty at work. So See, that's perfect, because it explains how you feel. Yeah. The ownership of the feeling is yours. Yeah. You express what you want the outcome to be. Yeah, and this I is don't like, want to feel shitty at work. Yeah, and then this is a concrete example of, like, this particular type of phrasing feels really... Like you it don't. feels like a dig, or and like, and like yeah. and, and you don't want to. This is nonviolent communication. You don't want to say that you're belittling me, mm-hmm. and I don't even want to say like that uh, tone of whatever feels belittling. Mm-hmm. But it just you name really the basic emotion. It feels like you don't trust me, and that's what I said. So it's not about like condescending, but but the real actual emotion is like I feel like you don't trust what I'm doing because you rephrase every single thing that I say as if it's your idea and your authority, and you know what. Ever since we had that conversation, it was a five-minute conversation. I was shaking because it's a person that has more sort of power and authority in my work. Yeah. And they were just like, I'm so sorry. I, that is absolutely not what I meant to do, and I don't want to do that. And it's never happened again. <laughs> so they changed their behavior, like, instantly, yeah. and it's been fucking awesome. And now I feel like a, we're on a team we're doing, again. We're doing a good job with nonviolent communication this week, yeah. despite, well, in, in part, at least. <laughs> you know, like, maybe not 100%. It is retrograde, after yeah. all. But yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to not let despair overwhelm me, for lack of a less dramatic way to phrase that, yeah. because like despair for me is always very transient. Like I, yeah. it's rare for me to feel horrific for more than a day. Like I might feel bad for a long time, but like to feel like there's no point to anything mm-hmm. is is generally a temporary feeling. Yeah, that's good. As that's, most feelings are, and we're fucking lucky because a lot of people don't have that. No, privilege. a lot of people are in like, despair all the time. Yeah. But, um, but definitely of late, um, I, I, as, as much as I do feel kind of bad at this time of year, um, I don't feel horrible, which doesn't sound like an achievement, but it's pretty good. Yeah. 
I'm trying to lean on things a little bit more. Chani has been telling me to do that. That's some personal growth bullshit. I love it. Fucking Chani Nicholas. <laughs> she comes for you all the she time. She comes for me all the time, and I tweeted at her, and then she re- retweeted me, and it was then it became probably the most popular tweet I've ever made in my life, <laughs> which is so funny, which is just like, look, my belief in astrology, crystals, chakras, etc., is largely imaginative, based in whimsy and uh, symbolism and, and conceptual things, but except for Chani Nicholas's horoscopes, which I am pretty sure are actually true. <laughs> she just sits outside your door and just listens in on your conversations and she's, writes them. She's Alexa. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but she's only listening to me. Ooh. Ooh. Or it's just, you know, astrology is 100% real and it's a science. <laughs> What did I just see? Economics is astrology for bros. Yeah, that was great. It's true. <laughs> I like it. It's the best science. Okay, buddy. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you say. That's good. Okay, so we're on some like professional and personal development growth shit. Do you want to take a quick break and come back and talk about how we're coping with that? Yeah. Okay. We're back. We're back. So yeah, so lots of milestones. A dinosaur and- story. <laughs> Fuck you, Katie. Okay, the podcast is over. And We're done. It's done, like, forever. <laughs> I'm fired. Um, it is the Sea Hag podcast. Oh, yeah, it's just one Sea Hag. Well, I was thinking, it's like, you're going to be gone during the whole comedy festival. We could totally pull all these famous comedy guests to no, be on we our couldn't. podcast. And so maybe I should just do it by myself with, like, Cam and Rhea. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you think you could get them? They're going to be here for two seconds. No, I would absolutely not. This is, this is the thing that I am comforting myself with about missing the comedy festival is that actually getting to rub shoulders with people is so highly dependent on where they're booked and when. It's like... If I was a comedian coming into a city where I don't really know anybody and I was doing a festival, I would do my shows and hang out in my hotel room. Like, yeah. I probably wouldn't be super social Or with not everybody. even go to the hospitality suite or parties, maybe a probably, little bit. Maybe, but... like, just on the hairy edges, but that's already, like, people who are performing, pretty much. Like, I'm not performing at the comedy festival, mm-hmm. so, like, I wouldn't be invited anywhere. I could probably sneak backstage or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's like, I probably wasn't going to hang out with Cameron and Rhea. I probably wasn't going to, like, get best sellings number so I could text her cool memes or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. I just, there's a lot of, com- uh, a lot of comedians is what I was going to oh, say. Comedians. That, uh, comedians. That I haven't actually the seen. The branch in. comedians. <laughs> Sorry, that's stupid. <laughs> I liked it a Comedy. Lot. Yes, and. <laughs> I liked it. Um, yes, and Jake. <laughs> yeah, yes, and Jake is my. <laughs> your improv team. My improv team. Um. Yeah, just a lot of folks that I haven't actually seen live for a good while, so I was mm-hmm. kind of stoked to to go. Yeah. And I don't I don't really like I watch some comedy specials, but I'm more interested in seeing stuff live, so Yeah, you go see live comedy more than almost anybody else I know, mm-hmm. especially that isn't a comedian. Yeah. Which is so awesome. Yeah. It's great. And then through this podcast, I get to see lots of people in the crowd that are now friends. Which is fun. Yeah. So whenever I go to things, I'm like, oh, there's that person that I know and that person. And we sit together and it's fun. It's it's great to have acquaintances and yeah. those kinds of things. Especially if you're like you or like me who love to kind of do things solo sometimes. Yep. And just like, well, I'll take my book. I'll have a wine. I'll have a meal. I'll go to the thing. And then you're like, oh, hey, Randy Newmeyer, Or like, hey, yeah. Fatima Dore. Or whatever. Like, yeah. it's just cool to see people you know. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, why don't we have Randy on this show yet? That's so weird. Well, She's going to be at the New Year's party. Great. 
Fantastic. Fucking write it down on your little notebook. Randy Newmeyer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we were talking about, you know, our professional stuff, but how have you been decompressing in the last little while? Have you been... Rapidly. Just kidding. That's one of the songs I'm singing. <laughs> Rapid decompression. It's a good one, hey? Yeah. It's a fun one to shout. Hey! Yeah. Hey. Or it's like the first line is, how much is too much? And everybody goes, how much is too much? <laughs> it's going to be so fun to have yelling. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I like so much. Uh, what have I been doing to deep compress? You've been watching Outlander? I've been watching Outlander. <laughs> sing me a song. <laughs> I hate that song very much. <laughs> but don't you notice that But I sing they, it all the time. They start, to, they start to change up the music now depending on where they it's go. It's in French yeah. for part of it. I was like, is this Gaelic? No, it's French because I can understand it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been... Um, I've actually, you know, I've been, I've been having like a lot of time to myself this week, which is nice. Um, Tessa's got just like, it's her birthday week. So she's had just a shitload of people are coming into town for her, which I That's think is so, so cool. fantastic. Cause she's such a great person. And I've always been like madly in love with her, obviously. And always thought she was super great, but I mean, she's a queer person who comes from the prairies. So she had a fairly small group of friends, mm-hmm. um, and she was used to often having to be the one who, like, coordinates things and, and makes stuff happen because nobody else seemed to have the drive to do it. Mm-hmm. And now she's in a situation where she's popular for the first time in her life in a place that she's people want to come to. She's a popular teen girl. She's a popular teen girl squad. Uh, and so <laughs> that people will, like, come from the island to come and stay with us or even, like, take out an Airbnb nearby because they're somebody who was already staying with us or something like that. There's so that's many people so who just like love her so much. And, um, and that's a really like, just watching that is nice. Yeah. You were saying on the last episode, it's so good that she's got like her own really amazing, awesome group of friends. Yeah. But they're, they're just like people really stepping up for her mm-hmm. is, is so wonderful. Cause I can remember early on in our relationship, I would try to organize parties for her. And it was just like trying to pull friends of mine that liked her. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, no, they'll love Tessa cause she's wonderful, but it's nice to make your own friends yeah, yeah. also and to just like have, you know, both. You have friends together, you have friends separately. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a much healthier relationship as a result, I think. Yep. So. And then you're not the only one having to meet the needs of your partner. Exactly. If they've got like a nice friend group that take yeah. care of them. And she and I talk about ways. that a lot is just like how the, uh, how the labor gets shared between mm-hmm. people. Um, and I like that a lot. And so that, that's a good thing, but I've, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been watching my outlanders. Um, and before I did that, I, I love spoilers, as we know. Do you? I love them. <laughs> I want to know what's happening. And the reason I started watching the show again is because when we went to Nanaimo, you just told me everything that has been happening in the show. And I was like, oh, that sounds fucking cool. I want to see that. So I went on the Wikia page and read the Wikias for the book and the show. <laughs> and so I know everything that happens. And now I'm like, all right, let's, uh, let's just buckle down and, uh, and see some of this cool shit. And so... That's been a nice little escape for me. It's but pretty it's such, lush scenery and like beautiful such, costumes. It, yes, and yes. Especially but it in the is, Paris season, her dresses is, are amazing. That yellow dress, so gorgeous, so gorgeous. I want it. Well, it's no wonder that her name means beauty. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like Beauty and the Beast. That's fucking yeah. true. With the fucking peignets that go out so far. And her red dress that like goes down her navel practically. Yes. That's such a sexy outfit. I would just love. Her to- ankles were showing. Except her You can see your whole body. <laughs> I can see down to your fourth rib. <laughs> I love Jamie. He's such a prude. He's so, such a prude. I love But he it. likes it. So, oh, you're a daring woman, Sassanek. It's <laughs> very good. Thank you. I, uh, He's very sexy. Yes. I am. Um, I just really like that show for, like, its lusciousness. Yeah, it's it's... 
It's both very good and a little bit not good. Yes. You know, like, just, it's very dramatic. Um, and then there's, like, the whole time travel bullshit that, like, some people are just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm totally down for it. Like, yeah, I think it's I great. Love it. And I, I love it. every time she confesses to a new person and they get into her story, I feel more at ease for some reason. Yeah, then she's not always lying. Watching someone be honest about things and be believed is really soothing in this current climate oh, somehow. My goodness. Especially if the story's a little outlandish. They're like, <laughs> I know outlandish. you. Out- Fuck off. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> so one of those things that's like so funny I can't quite laugh about it because I'm just like amazed at the craftsmanship. <laughs> it's like a comment going, That's that's really funny. <laughs> I Anyhow. would just I would just love to wear dresses like that where it's like they build The Lady Christina Ludwika Rzepa. Like I am the perfect body shape for like corsety dresses when your tits are just out there and then everything else is just voluminous. Yeah, so then exactly. So then they could just like have the big boobs at the front cinch me into them and then just build like a huge ass on me because I don't have much of an ass to speak of if I had a bigger ass do you need some I'll share some you know if I had a bigger ass then I would be more hourglassy but I just kind of go kind of like like an inverted triangle but not quite but a little bit it doesn't go like down into it but it just like yeah I just but then if you could build out like a whole thing then you'd have this like build a butt workshop like (laughs) just wear stuff with like amazing they really call them bum rolls Mm mm-hmm that's what they call that spot that makes your butt big. Yeah. Under the bustle. Under the bustle. <laughs> your under bustle is a bum roll. Yeah. Love it. That's, well, it, yeah. like, it would just be very cool. We both look really good in, like, Regency. I know. Um, so, like, where do we get to Oh, Regency's that? later. That's 1820. Yeah. We'd look good in those, too, because they're so soft and lovely. Oh, those are, like, like nightgowns right under the Empire waist. Yeah, so you don't see anything below under your boobs. It's just, like, straight down. <laughs> I just think those look ugly because they look like nightgowns. <laughs> they look comfy. They do. <laughs> For lounging and fainting on couches. Like, I guess you don't faint as much. I don't have such a big wig anymore. My. <laughs> it would just be kind of nice to like get dressed in like a huge gown and people put jewels on you and then do your hair. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and then horny men drop maraschino cherries down your dress and fish them out with their mouths. I mean, that sounds like a good elegant thirst. <laughs> hey, that's my bit. I know. I dig it. Bit thief. Um, so yeah, I've been, that's, that's, um, but the thing about Outlander, the reason I had to read the, the spoilage, the, the entire synopsis was because it's such a fucking stressful show. Every episode is life or death. Mm -hmm. She's out there tasting diabetes pee. (laughs) It's pretty brilliant though. I love I've never seen someone do your analysis before. (laughs) I was like, damn, this nun is cool as fuck. Uh And I love her dog that can detect infections. Mm -hmm. Bouton. Is his name. Yeah. He's a little terrier. I don't know. I like the show a lot. It's... I love... I just love shows that are big and, and excessively dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like, Call the Midwife is... It hits all the same buttons for me. Yes. Where there's, like, you know, loving nuns and competent medical care by harried women. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. Turns out that's a thing I just really like. Yeah, they're just so... And they just get it done. That must be very soothing to watch. Bitches get stuff done. See, I've been watching just, like, CW shows that are also very lush, but just, like, bad people being dramatic. Here's a diary written by a vampire. Yes, well. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) I actually think that show's, like, pretty hot garbage, and it's not as good. But, like, I really like Riverdale, and I really like Dynasty. So you're super into the Dynasty. I really like it. See, CW does, like, really... um, 
they do the dark teen shows, mm-hmm. and then they do the silly um, mama shows, kind of. Like, I don't think of Jane the Virgin as really a mom show, but it's a show that anybody of any age could watch and I enjoy. I love Jane the Virgin. It's legitimately one of my very favorite shows on television it's right so now. It's so nice. It's so good. And they really, like, they get into just, like, there's always kind of a lesson at the end there's about, There's bisexuality like, being validated, there's abortion, there's not getting an abortion, mm-hmm. all of these things just, like, being validated based on a personal individual's feelings about Yeah, things. and there's always kind of a lesson at the end where it's like, I really should have talked about my feelings and like yeah. and then they have a big congress on the front porch about like it makes me want to sit on a porch so I can talk about my feelings yeah I love it mom and your grandma my mom and my abuela yeah I love it but I also love uh did you know that Justin Baldoni did a TED talk yes, about critical masculinity I did see that it was he is so hot <laughs> it's, he's got like um like a mole on his eye have you ever noticed that before? He has like a spot on his eyeball, <gasps> like Phaedra from the fucking sex books. Yes, from <laughs> your your not caveman books. sex books. The, the angel sex books. <laughs> the angel sex books. Yeah, he has like a, a scarlet moat. Yeah, he has like a thing on his eye. It's really kind of distracting sometimes. <laughs> but when they do close ups, I'm like, what's that thing? But I guess it's just like a birthmark. Or I'll something. look for that. Yeah, he's very handsome and he's, lovely. He just seems like a very nice man, and I loved. I miss Michael very much. I know. I didn't think I'd like him, but he by the third season, I was just in love with him, yeah. or whatever season that he departed this world. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Anyway, it's a great show. So I've lots I've, of shows. Yeah, so I've been watching. So Dynasty is like funny garbage. Okay, um, just like heightened, like literally, <gasps> like yeah, like women slap, slapping slap, each slap. other and pushing each other down. Champagne glass in face. <laughs> yeah, like it's just so. Like, are we supposed to root for these spoiled rich people? I kind of am, even though it's, like, they're assholes. But, like, they get into it really well where it's, like, the, uh, you know, the family just thinks that, like, they're so great. And then it's, like, then they have the staff. And it's, like, oh, we're going to have, like, a staff and family football game. It's, like, an annual tradition. And all the staff are just, like, they think we like this. <laughs> <laughs> Upstairs, downstairs. Yeah, so I kind of like that. Downton Abbey. Yes. In America. I do. I did love Downton Abbey. Um, and now I'm watching The Crown again. That's back. Yeah, that was I watched that during a terrible flu last year, so I, it all blurred together in a crazy yeah. royal nightmare. Yeah, this is just like okay. So I was just watching it, being like, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip are still alive. I wonder if they watched the show that like lays bare. It's like they had a really bad marriage, and he was probably cheating on her a lot. Like, they're still alive to maybe watch the show and relive that. Like, what the fuck? I think that's a little bit I wonder weird, if they watch it and go, like, they cast some pretty good-looking people to play us, so it's tough to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> These people are much more attractive yeah. than we were or are. I mean, even Matt Smith, he can he's disgusting. But I know. don't like him, no. but he's much better looking than Prince Philip. Yeah, but he does a pretty good, like, spoiled, poncy asshole. He's a good actor, I just don't like him. Yeah. Uh, and who is it? Is it Nicole Cliff who tweeted something about how um, Britain has the highest population of, of sneering male actors with thinning brown hair or something? <laughs> I was like, yeah, they got a lot of those. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I was watching it and I was just like, wow, they're just having like a frank conversation about how their marriage is terrible and what do they have to do to salvage it? And I'm like... You must let me take my boats and my my navy out, Elizabeth. He got to go on a boys' trip to the tropics for like five months, and he's still an ungrateful bastard. So whatever. He's a really sour puss in that show, but yeah. I guess that's like men in the fifties like being told that they have to completely have an opposite yes. uh, relationship than the one that, that they, they have expect to be the culturally. Husband. So I can I can 
I see I'm too empathetic. Like, I yeah. shouldn't even care. Like, fuck you, Prince Philip. You're still alive and you shouldn't be. You've been sick so many times. Like, that medical care could have gone to someone who deserved it. <laughs> You're old. Die. Oh, my God. What if he dies tomorrow? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Seriously. What if he does, though? We have to release this on Monday. <laughs> if Prince Philip dies in the next three days, we have to release this. Okay, fair. Okay. It is... December 8th. <laughs> it is decided. And if he does, then everybody has to throw a parade for me and say, Katie, you're a psychic and we love you. Oh, no. It can be a very short parade. Or you can kill people with your mind and your words, which is terrifying. Please oh, don't. if so, write in your desired targets to the Seahag mailbag. Seahag's oh, no. podcast at gmail.com. I will kill your enemies with my mind. Oh, no, it's a murder podcast now. They're going to do a podcast about us and our killing your, spree. Your favorite murder is the one that will happen when you email me the name of your target. <laughs> I'm not going to kill people at uh, CSIS if you're listening, which you aren't because it's close to the end of a podcast. Since <laughs> where you can hide all the secrets. Every <laughs> secret. Every we one of them. talked about banal TV for a while. Now we can talk about our true agenda. Murder. <laughs> no, our real queer agenda is just being nice to people and... Than killing them when they least expect it. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> no, I want to be very nice to people. When I think about actually doing doing harm to someone else, it makes me feel sick. Yeah. Yeah. Except when I'm commuting by transit, then I really think about killing people and it feels really good. I'll never do it, but I think about it. Oh, my gosh. Don't you? Don't you ever think about just pushing someone in front of, not the train, but, like, off the bus? No. No? <laughs> okay, I may need to see a counselor. I just release my anger in more, like you know, controlled bursts and keeping it all pent up inside and then oh, releasing it on commuters. I have like... Uh, you also I, take the SkyTrain and I don't, yeah, so that's... I have like an organ that is just storing all of my extra bile. <laughs> You've got like a... I have an imbalance of humors. I need to be bled. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to make gallbladder like bigger somehow. <laughs> I don't know. A, a ball bladder? I don't know. No. <laughs> it didn't work. No, there's nothing there. This... This vein is empty. Oh I my god, other shows. Yes, and Jake me. <laughs> yes. Other shows that are like The Crown and, and Outlander, fucking Poldark. Okay, Poldark, you've brought up. Poldark is so good. Is it okay to still like it? I thought the guy did a rape. Oh. In the show. Uh. Ugh, he might have. I don't remember. <laughs> You're like, oh, I forgot. That last season blurs together. He's a fucking asshole, though, so I'm just here for Demelza all day, every okay. day. <laughs> She's beautiful. I'll probably lovely. check that out next, just because I love... Um... It's it's just all dramatic, sweeping scenes of the Cornish countryside. Cliffs and waves crashing on cliffs. Fucking tight. So good. How far is Cornwall from London? Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's on yeah. What do I look like? Google fucking maps, it's, Katie? It's on the edge. It's on the west side, I think. In a western town and da, da, da. Anyway, we should wrap this up. Should we? Yeah. I guess. I kind of, uh, we've got a little bit of time before your rehearsal. I don't know if that's enough time to get dinner, but, uh, we'll Probably see. enough time to get us something. Yeah. So we'll see. To anyway, uh, we're really excited. New Year's is going to be fun. Yeah. Your birthday I mean, party's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of stuff. Now begins holiday season, God fucking damn it. I guess I've got some extra time to hang out. Fantastic. I, I guess if you are a listener of this podcast and you for some reason you don't know us and you want to come to the party, you can email us and we'll see. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, you it's just usually have to be cool. Which... You just have to be cool and please don't do cocaine and try to kiss me. You can try to kiss me, just don't do cocaine first. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a cracker. Yes. Okay. Well. Bye. Love you. Bye.